Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Nor has anyone on a plane ever called for my, my doctoral expertise. So, you know, it's, yeah, if someone actually has a heart attack, it's just going to be awkward to explain that unless it's about Irish or comparative constitutional law. I think, I think you'd be so polite to the dying person, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> They'd be very comforted. No, I don't even think, I don't even think comforting. I just think kind of coldly civil. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cold, coldly civil. <laughs> To the dying person on the train. It was Thanks not a it. compliment, and then you managed to U-turn into less of a compliment, yeah. and I don't understand how you not, managed Not for that. nothing have I known all for 20 years. Um, <laughs> <just> for, <laughs> warm friendship like that, that's, that's why I stick around. Hello everybody, welcome to Legitimate Likes, the podcast where we take a look at some of humanity's greatest fascinations and we try to work out whether they're worthy of all the hype. They're likes, but are they legitimate? My name's Will, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Hugh. Hi Will, how are you? <laughs> you were expecting me to say hello Hugh, I was, you? yeah, but I was, you always do. If we were in person, that would have been a real good social cue, but we weren't. Yeah, yeah, no, I've... well, would you have walked up to me and said I'm joined by Hugh? I, yeah, I do that with most interactions with my friends. Okay. I go up to the bar and said, I'm joined by uh, Dave, and we will be having a pint of Guinness. Speaking of which. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I sort of, I, I improvised the name Dave, not sort of realizing that, that it was like, it could have been a better segue, mm. but I, 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 lost, I lost confidence. Here we go. Yeah, Hugh, anytime I'm hanging out with my friends, I go, today I'm joined by David Kenny. Hi, David Kenny, the guest on the podcast today. You share a name with my dad, the first name specifically. Hi, Will. How are you? Oh, very well. I mean, it would have been amazing if his name is Seabag Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call my firstborn Seabag Kenny. I, I, I could definitely rebrand at this point. You know, my name's getting a bit stale. Time for something fresh. So, Dave, you're, you're mostly, I would say, friends with Hugh and Anya, and I've met you once. That's how I'd define you in my, in my realms. Sure, but what a meeting. You know, yeah, it was, it was really, we really made an impact. You came into my life as an NPC and then you left. <laughs> but again, a really core NPC, like a quest giver or a guy who owns a shop. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I, yeah thought, I thought you were just going to be side quests, but now <laughs> you might be a main mission sort of I've, situation. I've come, I've come back into the main plot line in a surprise twist you know, a yeah. year later. I didn't realize you could actually see your listeners leaving the podcast as you record. <laughs> but yeah, it's happening. Yeah, it's, it's happening. When you're a video game enthusiast, just look, you, you're used to people walking away, <laughs> engaging in different conversations over you. It's, you know, this is, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. This is part of life. <laughs> Will, if you were to, to meet Dave again, what would be the first thing you would want to share with him about your life? Oh, that's a good question, Hugh. I'd probably give him a toe update, to okay. be honest. <laughs> Sounds good to um, me. 
because that's most mostly to be honest what this podcast has become for me has been like an audio diary of what happened to me when in terms of my toe yeah so it's like good to keep track of the recovery and how it's going so dave don't know if you're a fan of the podcast uh, uh, <laughs> oh, i hope you are regular 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 listener for the for the toe cast and obviously stay for the rest of the podcast but mostly <laughs> mostly about toe updates naturally just in case there's more toe content no look i just think everyone wants to know uh, I, uh dave had an ingrown toenail had it removed surgically and they did local anesthetic and the guy was like do you want me to like he was sort of standing there as if he was going to like body block you know my eyes from my toe and i said oh can i watch and so i watched them um cut down my toe and then uh, he at one point he said this is the best bit and pulled out that rather large amount of nail that was growing inside my foot where it shouldn't have been growing Uh, and then he stuck a like for the squeamish listeners um stay tuned (laughs) um he stuck like a white stick into my nail and you know well i say this i was gonna say you know when someone sticks something into your toe and they keep pushing for longer than you think they should before there's resistance but no that's an experience i've only had recently and i don't think anyone could relate to but it looked like my toe was a lollipop Oh my god! Wow, total lollipop, delightful. So now I'm in recovery. Uh, it's mostly just um, uh, sitting around, and I'm, I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm sad because it means that the ingrown toenail will no longer be a problem. And whilst I will be able to walk without back pain, maybe, and I, I'll no longer have an infected toe and be in pain, what are we going to talk about on the podcast? You'll have to develop some serious syndrome, I feel. And you have yeah. another foot. Could you not get another ingrown toenail on the other oh, toe? I'm so glad you asked, Dave, but unfortunately I've already had an ingrown toenail on that one. Oh, okay. Um, right, yeah. I had that um, removed about 10 years ago. So I'm on a 10-year okay. cycle. So if we're able to continue legitimate likes um, whilst, <laughs> you know, we're living in a yeah. in a, yeah. a, a post-climate change desert, then we'll we'll be able to hear sure. about... You do have eight other toes, third foot, maybe. It's always yeah. the big toe, though, isn't it? It's always the big toe that gets in. Mm. You, know, you never hear about anyone getting a getting a yeah a small toe ingrown that doesn't happen you know sometimes when i meet people i think ah you talked to talked about yourself a bit more than the other person i can safely say this is the the, i have not asked a single question about you i I came on the zoom (laughs) i've had a couple of internet issues and i was like yeah yeah yeah, dave hi my toe yeah no you're 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 right dave how are your toes my toes are my toes are fine here. Look, I couldn't say that my um my toes have in. never suffered from similar problems as Will. But oh. unlike Will, I've never documented them in a uh, in a podcast environment. Don't really intend to start now. I mean I would say I've never had anything so dramatic as a guy making a, a lollipop of my toe. But um well, I yeah, mean, yeah, not, yeah, not in only in toe issues. life. <laughs> We all got our kicks, you know? I mean, well, depending on how fit the toe is, I guess. You, know. you, you should never kick toe first, you. No. Uh, Dave, what's your, what's your story? What are you, why are you here? What, are you, what, what do you do? What's, what's, your, what's your jam? What, what do we do? Okay, well, what's I'm a... What's your favourite kind of jam? I am, a, I am a law professor by day, but I am a video game enthusiast by night. And it is truly by night because I do hide it from people mm. as a uh, facet of my personality so that when... My now wife moved in with me, having gone out together for a couple of years. She was very surprised at the amount of video game equipment. Like, very, very surprised. I just like... Was she surprised I, that you called it equipment? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, probably. Yeah. She was surprised by a lot of my word choices, I would think. But yeah, <laughs> so um, I, I am a big video game enthusiast, but tend to kind of not center that in my... Uh, in my day-to-day life because people think I'm an even bigger nerd. I was going to ask though with like when a partner moves in of all the equipment that could surprise them in a house <laughs> video game equipment is probably okay you know. It's, well it depends on the yeah. partner I suppose but yeah she was fine with it she's very she's very accepting. Yeah. yeah. Did she have any uh, similar uh, unusual hobby that you weren't prepared for? Um no, I don't think so. Or I was a bit shocked by her for it. Here. I'm not going to out her for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah on it's a very podcast. generous I'll, of you. I'll let her come on on the uh, something else episode to talk about that. No, like he's really not giving any hints. Quite, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't even know any of his wife's interests. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I actually barely know her as a person. <laughs> and Dave, can I ask, in your professional work as a as a 
a law professor. I mean, do you ever drop in little video game Easter eggs into lectures in the hope that some students will will leap on them? Hugh, look at you knowing the terminology uh, <laughs> Easter eggs. What's what we what we call them in the video game world? No, is the answer for two reasons. One, because I obviously don't center the the video game playing as part of my sort of public persona, mm. and two, because students never get my references, and you're just left sort of having made an amazing Jurassic Park quote mm. with like 200 blank faces. So mm. I just, I'm not, I, I try to make them as devoid of pop culture references as possible, just so I don't seem extremely old or chronically out of touch. Speaking of which, hi Anya. Hello. <laughs> Very good. That's, that's, that's a video game. It's going to be a, a real street game. fight today as we're teching on. Video Whoa. games. That took me several hours. And <laughs> the listeners can't see on his birthdays during this, but they're truly terrifying. <laughs> I was like, don't yeah. miss my cue. I, can't, I have to come in strong with the halo. Um, Dave, great to, great <laughs> to have you, you. Uh, on, on, on board. Beer, that's, not, that's not a train episode, so it doesn't make any sense. Um, I don't know any of the of the lingo. so um, I mean, lingo is a dead giveaway, yeah. So when we were talking about sounding old in front of students, I mean, are you you're going to sound like the mum on this podcast? Oh, are someone's you? someone's elderly great aunt, I'd say, like a, yeah, a nun yeah. in a rural care home. Yeah. <laughs> a nun in a rural care home, <laughs> so vivid. You know, oh, we've got to go visit sister sister Ignatius, Aloysius. yeah, down, down in Feckin. Ignatius Aloysius. Well, I think we're going to crack into the quiz because otherwise we'll be here all night. For God's sake, Dave has video games to play. Yeah, gonna make progress. In <laughs> I mean, I, in my him, mind, though. Dave, you're actually on seven screens at the moment, you know, and we're just a very minor <laughs> part of your evening's entertainment. <laughs> or maybe we're His all minds won't craft themselves. Maybe we're all in the game, and we don't know. Oh, save it, save, save it for a discussion of the Matrix, Hugh. Oh. Which is, uh... Uh, by Matrix, do you mean the nail Matrix? Because oh. I did learn that actually you have a nail <laughs> Matrix, and that's the part that they have to put the lollipop into. So we can talk about that if you want. My stomach genuinely. Did a little, a little flip just at the thought of a nail matrix. Look, Anya, if you want to ask me out for a drink, <laughs> please do. Just go for it. I, I, I'll to tell you more toe content. You bring your husband. I don't mind. Listeners have been demanding this content <laughs> for so long. We, yeah, we the, wanted the uh, the slash fiction of the legitimate likes <laughs> podcast. Um, you're the you're the you're the Snape and I don't know who do people want Snape to get with? Probably serious. Lily. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, oh, forgot yes. about that. Yeah, that's what sort of like Snape wants. I don't think Lily was that into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to read between oh, the lines for that one. Grim. Dave, would you like to be on the team with the guys? Sure. Yeah, that's the only. It's the only way. Uh, Sounds lovely. What's our topic on? So our our topic today is is video games, and I said this to Dave earlier that I didn't know if that was an incredibly sort of boomer way to talk about video games, but I'm assured that mm. that is the. Uh... Yeah, the word video does feel like yeah feels a bit VHS, doesn't it? Yeah, the kids are still saying it. Yeah, look there you go. Okay, so it's not computer games or or or. No, because because computer is an even more sort of weird, the retro term yeah, if you think yeah. about you it. Like, computers implies, like you idiot. Computers. <laughs> so, uh, Dave, I knew that you and Will were very big into video games, so I had to make this quite a stupid quiz, really, because I knew you'd, you'd rumble me on anything real. Uh, but the first one I, I think you'll get. So, in the original <laughs> arcade version of Donkey Kong, who was the name? What was the name of the character that later became Mario? Oh, that's a very good question. Oh. Wow. Could it be Luigi? Could it be that he originally was called Luigi? Dave looks like, he, looks like he's Googling. No, he I've never... Or he's um, just having a quick play of Mario. And, I, yeah, I, I actually... Because like, I had the original like Donkey Kong on like a you know one of those weird Game & Watch things, you know, where you uh, it like showed the time and also was a really bad video game because the screen was just like a series of static images and you could only jump like in particular places. Um, but unless it's like, you know, plumber man, pipe man, I've got nothing. He was, he got was nothing jump here. man. No, I was, I was quite close. <laughs> you were very close. Oh. You'd have got there. If you'd gone through another 300 downs, you'd have got there. I I'd think say, pipe, pipe man is a porn yeah. star, I think. <laughs> yeah, that was workshopped and they decided against it for yeah. very good reasons. It's a family company. Uh, so, you know. the, our second question. <laughs> so the first electronic 
interactive game was developed in 1947. So this is pre, I think there was a ping pong game in, 19, in the 1950s, but this is like the very first wow. kind of interactive electronic game in 1947. And it was also the first game to have an electronic screen. But what was it called? Was it called the... <laughs> so you've made up two of these and one of these is real, yeah. is that right? Uh, the electron duct glee apparatus. <laughs> The cathode. Okay. I think I own one of those. Presumably, that's yeah, that's what uh, Dave's wife was so concerned about. She found it in the house. A cathode ray tube <laughs> amusement device, or a vacuum tube delight conduit. Now that's a porn star. I think it definitely has to be the second one, for for amuse because amusement device sounds almost like a thing you might call something. The other two genuinely just sound like, you know, sex toys you'd order off a really dodgy website. A vacuum tube delight conduit, <laughs> no? <laughs> I mean, they're all great names. I think we can agree. And it's surprising that video games took off instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Dave is absolutely correct. It is the cathode ray tube amusement device. And uh, yeah, 1947. And then in the 50s, they started with these little sort of uh, very basic ping pong games. But this was what people were doing in 1947. Everybody was doing the... Very, yeah, doing a very the good amusement device. Well, it was after the war, you know, you wanted some vacuum delight. <laughs> sure. My last one is another another classic of the form. I'm sorry. Uh, but which of the following video games did I invent earlier today? Amazing. Amazing. Her, Her Majesty's Spiffing. <laughs> <laughs> this game is set after Brexit, okay? And basically the Queen has taken okay. control and has set up a space organisation which is uh, setting up a galactic British empire. Oh my God, terrifying. Uh, next up, we've got Heartfelt Pigeon. About time. We want our space back. Uh, Heartfelt Pigeon. And this is a pigeon <laughs> dating simulator. And all of the love mm. interests are pigeons with notably different uh, personalities. And you play as the only human attending a school for talented pigeons. And you roam the halls and find love at the world's greatest pigeon high school. But you're, you're a, a human. human. I don't. So it's human. So it's interspecies oh, love. Yeah. Okay. Yes. No, no. You're just there, like to help. I think. No, she said uh, you I find think the love. Idea is that... Yeah. You're dating the. You're dating the sexy, the sexy pigeons. Talented oh, pigeons. Nice. Uh, and then, our last one is deep fried nugget chef. You play as a, a dinosaur chef. You must fry the nuggets and serve the waiting customers, but you lose points if the food goes cold or a customer complains. Climb up the ranks from nugget chef to deep fried snack master. Deep so fried snack her master. So we have Her Majesty's Stiffing, Heartfelt Spiffing. <laughs> her Majesty's Stiffing is a very uh, different heartfelt video. Heartfelt Pigeon and uh, Deep Fried Nugget Chef. Wow. So... Dave, have you played some of these games? So look, look, I haven't, but I do, I really do believe that the pigeon one exists. I know it seems implausible, but I think the pigeon one has been advertised <laughs> to me before. And I remember because it was a pigeon dating simulator <laughs> where you date pigeons. So I'm pretty confident that actually exists. As Sorry, we should clarify two. that Dave's wife is a wood pigeon. I don't know if that was clear before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why she was confused about the equipment. If you want to marry a pigeon, you need to get some practice first. And I recommend Heartfelt <laughs> Pigeon. Available in all good video game stores now. Okay, so 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 that's a possibility. I mean, we we've a good track record guessing Anya's ones here. I have to say on this one, I haven't a clue. The pigeon one Oh I think I don't know whether I would have been drawn towards that one, but Dave is confident anyway that um do you, so the other one we've got the Queen setting up the post Brexit world. In space. I mean, that actually sounds that sounds really good. Mm. I mean, like a an a, a, a galactic British yeah, Empire sound post good. Brexit. Sounds but like what could... I voted for, actually. <laughs> but, it, but, but it could be a bit of satire in there. But it actually sounds too good yeah. to mm. me. To yeah. And so, then so, the so, last so, you know, one was the the dinosaur nugget chef. I mean, that must be real. That must be real. I don't know why it's a dinosaur, but it must be real. Why not? Like it seems because very... it's just, otherwise it's just nugget chef. You that's not interesting. You know, when I tested these out on somebody earlier. They told me to remove a sentence from them because it was too distinctly me and Hugh would instantly get it. So I had to remove a line from Ooh. one of the descriptions. Oh, wow. And that line was, I made this one up, Hugh. 
<laughs> you <laughs> wink. <laughs> I like I. You see, I would actually, I would actually go that the pigeons is most on you, but, but if mm. you think it exists, Dave, I'm happy to go with that. And then, I think the nugget one is. I think the nugget one is too real. I, I think Onya's one would be yeah. more exciting for that. Onya comes up with interesting stuff. So, I mean, if she came up with that now, I've really slammed her. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but then she's deliberately gone boring. She knows what she's doing. That's true. My instinct was that the dinosaur one was real because it feels like a you know those VR ones yeah. that they they mm. like you know you're just cooking and chopping stuff. It's relatively simple. Yeah. Yeah. That feels like the mechanics of one of those games of like if it's too mm. hot, if it's too cold, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So like on that, that on that basis, we'll say that the will we say that the Her Majesty's spiffing is made up. Yeah, Her Majesty's spiffing is a real game, and I have I have got you at last because I went boring. <laughs> Deep fried nugget chef is not real. <laughs> That's something I invented because I watched Mark make some nuggets in the air fryer earlier and I was like, deep fried. This could be a video game. Wow, you went boring twice in two sentences. What was the line that you had to take out? So originally deep fried nugget chef was, prep the sauces, fry the nuggets and serve the waiting customers. And Mark said, prep the sauces was to me. (laughs) So I had to take it out. To be honest, I still would have fallen for that 100%. I also just love that Mark frying nuggets just really reminded you of a dinosaur. The obvious image it here. It was because somebody was talking to me about dinosaur-shaped nuggets earlier today uh, in a text, and that's of oh. the seed. But uh, heartfelt oh. pigeon is real. And that's, it's, a, it's a translation of what I think might be Japanese. And Definitely yeah, a Japanese and, game. Yeah, yeah. So you attend St. Pidgeo Nations Institute and you are <laughs> all of the love interests are pigeons with various personalities. Sorry, is is the saint just for the ecclesiastical side? Is the saint Saint Pigeon or Saint Pigeon Nation? Saint Pigeon Nation. Okay, no, because I, my class are making their confirmation this year, and some of them have been asking about oh. saints' names, so I will be able to yeah, add that saint one P- to the Pidgeon list. Now, yeah. And Dave, can I just ask, when it was heavily advertised to you, what made you say no? I mean, I was obviously, uh, you know, I was, I was tempted. Wouldn't be hugely into the dating simulator category, but then I was like, they're pigeons. <laughs> there I mean, are a lot of be, pigeons. Yeah, got to be something amazing in this. <laughs> there are some talented pigeons. Guys, do you want to, uh, do you want to set out your opening opening statements on computer games, uh, and do you want to let Dave go first or last as the guest? Neither. Oh, in the middle. Ooh. Sandwich him in the middle. Okay, I'll start. <laughs> yeah. um, I want a Dave sandwich with the least <laughs> nom, nom, expertise. Nom. Um, I don't know much about video games. I have played, I've played, I've played a fair number of computer games over the years. I would always say computer games though. I never had a console. I never had a handheld uh, video <laughs> game device. One is laughing. They are called consoles. Um, and uh, I think it's because it, it felt again. We've had this a couple of times on the podcast. It felt a little bit like a Senate hearing. I've never. I've. I call them computer games. I've never had a console. No, I, I've I never had a handheld. handheld. Oh, right. ah, um, I see. And uh, but yeah, and I so I suppose it's one of the reasons though that I'm always so bad whenever I get brought in to, to play a game on a PlayStation mm. or an Xbox or anything like that because I just I'm not comfortable with the controller. I'm like, no, give me a mouse and the old arrow keys, and I'll and I'll I'll blow your mind. But uh, yeah, don't know much about them. Don't play them at the moment. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that's me. Dave, we've brought you on to really rock this joint, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, no no pressure. So, yeah, I, I just think video games are are not as nerdy as they seem. Obviously, they are very nerdy, but I feel people should give them a chance. I think that, like, interesting that you do a whole show on video games, right? Because it would be like if instead of doing a Godfather episode, you just do a show on films. <laughs> films, legitimate, like, what do we think? You know, sports. <laughs> rather than just football like, what about all sports actually I think it's a good case for not being a legitimate like for all sports so you can bring me back, bring me back on for that one oh, yeah. but like there's so there's so many different kinds of games and you don't have to like all of them I don't like pigeon dating simulators what? Uh, I don't like you haven't tried it you know, fighting games I don't like oh my god this is a goddamn those... coup <laughs> I don't like those uh, those games where you know you, you're supposed to be <laughs> online and you know, Dave I think your wife kids. was trying to get in touch <laughs> <laughs> she's just coming through background noise here um, yeah. you know I, I don't enjoy playing those video games where 
teenage kids shoot you and yell abuse at you because if I wanted that in my life, I would have you know made different life choices. So I just like the things I like, and you could too. You could just enjoy video games that don't require huge knowledge. You don't have to use a controller. You could just play them on your phone. Mm-hmm. There's so many things you could do: puzzles, you could do simulations. You could do, they're great. So it's just like a whole. It's a whole medium rather than just the kind of things that you were terrible at in your youth, you when you got like beaten at Street Fighter every day, presumably and whenever my, you tried to play. And in my adult you know? I suppose and I do like David. Life. I suppose thank you for coming on the podcast and instantly attacking the entire premise of everything we do <laughs> and the legitimacy of all of the topics we've chosen, the decisions Finally. we've made. Yeah. Finally, Finally, the episode of whether or not it's legitimate to like legitimate life. Someone's, here. We're yeah. doing it. Someone's come on to take us down. Um, yeah. most times that I'm on the podcast and we get to the point of the conclusion I'd say like 60% of the time I say this podcast is stupid yeah. so I agree with you <laughs> I, I do agree with you I so I come from this of like a, I, I was really addicted to playing Halo I got an Xbox mm. when the first Xbox came out I remember I actually went to game the shop and went and tried the xbox and played splinter cell for the first time and it was unbelievable and so i spent like a good portion of my teenage years like not drinking or having sex or doing drugs just getting like mildly better at halo and do i regret it do i not i don't know i sort of at the moment in in where i'm at in life i can't have a console because i would i would just not i wouldn't be doing this i would not be here talking to you i would be playing it over and over again so I'm sort of a bit conflicted in that I love them. I love them so much, but I, I have to sort of ration them because otherwise I would just become Alan Partridge and have a full Toblerone addiction to them, you know? Wow. So, so it could be an illegitimate like because you like them too much, potentially. Yeah. Well, what's the longest stretch you've ever played for, Will? Like, did you ever have, like, I'm not going to say you went days and days, but did you ever have a day where you just played for eight hours or something? Yeah, it was called my teenage years. <laughs> like I, I honestly like weekends. I Hugh, I used to run home from school to maximize time playing my Xbox. And handily, that also meant you were able to evade the bullies. So <laughs> a little bit too close to home. Yeah, just like the bullies when it. they chased me. I mean, in a way, being an actor like you're kind of in your own video game, aren't you? Where you're sort of wandering around, you have to sort of pick up coins where you see them. You know, you need to try and yeah. find food to get through the day. Anything you find yeah. that might be useful, you sort of pick up later on. Anytime you meet yeah. someone, you're yeah. like, okay, is this person going to be important? Or like... Yeah. Is this wow. is this side quest worth taking on or not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Hughes yeah. discovered that really life is the greatest video game of all. Mm, so yeah, yeah, get out yeah. there, get out there, kids, and play. Uh, so what was your the first computer game that you got very into, guys? Hugh, what was yours? Because you had came to the PC, is it? Yeah. So I remembered there were a few games that like when we got our first computer, and there were like the four games that came with it. But I remembered they were actually quite good. And so this would have been sometime in the nineties. So there was one game called Maelstrom, which was where you were a little spinning. Uh, uh, spaceship in the middle of the screen and you have to shoot asteroids before they hit you and asteroids and comets and all that so it's your, your classic little one and then I, I think I got into I suppose the game I played most over the years was a, a championship manager game so a football manager manager game which I feel probably wasn't something that Dave or, or Will was very interested in but I quite liked it and I preferred it to the actual games where you played the matches as the players i much preferred mm. the uh, <laughs> the management yeah. well, the more boring statistical life, reading heavy one <laughs> yeah. but that's people but rather love than that playing game, in like the people... sport you prefer the admin yeah exactly yeah. you know yeah. just just getting hiring firing you know spending millions on players and, bringing uh, in the half time it's very tactical and you get very invested right like it's a really mm. i've i've never found that interesting because i have no interest in football but like, like and sports. Eh. Yeah, well, what's, sort of what I think is interesting but... is that there's there's a generally accepted version, which was by far the best. So we had uh, 0102, so I would have been 14, 15 around that stage. And that's mm. accepted as being the best version of the game. And after that, it became, they, they put more focus on the games and less focus on the management. Whereas that was what you're playing the game for. You know, if you wanted to play the games, you play FIFA. Mm. But you didn't. You wanted to play. They sold out to make it more interesting. Yeah, exactly. Classic. It's a classic story. Onya, what are your thoughts on video games? I, I could never own a console because I don't even have any massive interest, but I know I would be completely subsumed by it. 
that got really, oh, really? dark. Oh, I just, I just think I kind of have the personality where I could, I could become very into something. I, I would use it as a vehicle for time wasting. So it's probably oh, just it's as well. so good for that. Yeah, like you can sit at a game and look at the clock and be like, I'll play it for twenty minutes, and then two hours have gone by, and you're like, Oh. Well, I had this problem recently with TikTok. Uh, oh <laughs> A few man. people have commented on the the zoomery na- nature of my uh, my emojis recently. Get it all from the all from the talk. I don't think they call it that. Oh, are you using skulls instead yeah, of laughing faces? Yeah, He's yeah, that yeah. once got, got, yeah, got, got told oh, off yeah. pretty hard. Um, but uh, th- that <laughs> operates like a slot machine, like Instagram. You know, you're clicking down and it's just this endless oh, yeah. feed and it's the algorithm so is addictive. so good. I've had to delete the app. I can't be trusted with it. It's too good. It's too good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is like, it's it's designed to keep you like in a dopamine deficit. But so I'm you like, keep no, coming gonna, back. I'm just going to sit in the bed for five minutes and just catch up on my, my TikToks and stories. Wow. An, hour, an hour and a half gone by no problem Whoa. have you ever played any video games though on you um, yeah so there was a playstation in my house growing up but you know there was kind of a weird smattering of games and I used to love a snowboarding game that we had no not, no, it was snowmobiling Oh, obscure. <laughs> I, used to love that. I was going to say was it, was it S, SFX tricky or SSX tricky that was a great I, game I, don't, I think it might that just be that was really good snow- I don't think it was snowmobiles tycoon. though and no, I, I used to love Team Hospital and Theme Park. Yeah. And oh, I Theme Park was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I loved The Sims. So, and I have played Theme Hospital actually in the last three years. So. Oh, it's it's still a classic. It's still and, a classic. And how how developed did your Sims family get? Like, did you? And did, did, or did you, you just did you kill set off fireworks inside? Yeah. Well, I, I think like everybody, I used to use all the cheats, so then you'd have endless simoleons, and that kind of defeated the purpose of the game. But the real game was so mm. boring. Like, yeah, I, 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 so I never really understood that. Uh, can I approve of almost any sort of video game? But The Sims just felt like a, a stressful miniature version of actual life, and people would stress out about like sending their Sims to college and what jobs their Sims have. Like, you're just living now. This is just another well, version I, I of life. I about it, and a lot of people did was yeah, you could build the house, and that was so charming. But I should have just gotten some sort of like AutoCAD software and, yeah. and become an architect. Like, I, yeah. I, it was all the that sort of stuff. I guess the difference in real life is if you deleted the stairs, you'd be able to get out of the pool. Yeah, exactly. It's true. And, uh, but uh, I, I, I just, I, I have no real interest. Like it's never really crossed my mind to be like, you know what I might get into mm. world. What are they called? What's that? What are, what, what are all those new ones? They're very dramatic trailers though, don't they? On TV. All the Sims stuff. <laughs> no, no. They're like the, all those. Like your, your Fortnite news. Yeah. And your... yeah. And like Call of Duty and stuff. Yeah, maybe yeah. I could get into it. Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe go. Yeah. Uh, Dave, can I ask you though? Like, um, I, maybe this is something that was going to come up anyway like now because i know you've played a certain amount of vr games haven't you like is yes. is that where all gaming is going or is that always going to be a subset like or like how because i feel that's something that we've been hearing about for years but but where what, what's the yeah. story there yeah so i yeah i own a virtual reality headset because again i'm a massive nerd uh, i'm one of the... coming around to dave's house when i can come to ireland <laughs> i'm not going to come and visit either of you i'm going to go visit dave can't I'm wait. Well, look at his lovely bookshelves and we'll play <laughs> VR. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So it's um, I think the the new wave of virtual reality stuff is kind of amazing. It gives you like an incredible sense of presence. A couple of problems. One is that you have to put a large and fairly heavy headset on your face. A lot of people get kind of slightly motion sick as well, yeah. so you're also feeling slightly ill. Uh, in some of these games but what it actually does particularly for some of the more simple games in it is it gets over that problem of the controller and stuff because with Mm. some of the best games is this one called beat saber where basically just have two lightsabers and in in time to the music you whack some (laughs) cubes that are flying at you and you're slicing these cubes and you feel like some kind of music jedi ninja it's incredible i think and though i'm not i'm not usually someone who cares too much about what people think but i think i'd be quite self-conscious of what i was doing in a virtual reality headset if there were other people in the room you know oh yeah but and, and actually one of the first times that we um played virtual reality in a friend's house uh my wife got really into this one particular game where time slows down you're kind of dodging bullets it's a bit like the matrix and you have to kind of try and shoot the guys back or whatever and so she ran out of bullets 
I think, tried to throw the gun at them and that didn't work. <laughs> and then so with no weapons, she sort of took on this hero pose, like, it's up to me now, and ran headfirst into the wall, just like full <laughs> belts straight into the wall. <laughs> and took off the headset to find me and two of my close friends collapsed in laughter <laughs> while she recovered. Did you have so, to um, nurse her back to health with a shoebox? Yeah. <laughs> with, a, with, a, with, a, with a lollipop stick on her wing <laughs> that's it yeah sugar sugar water is the real key guys I'm watching your spouse pigeons back to health you heard it here first you're listening to birth health with professor david <laughs> kenny um dave so is it ever have you ever felt genuinely scared using vr like if you're if you're if you're playing a scary game would, would you would you feel menace yeah, there are really creepy ones. And so I was playing an amazing one last year, which is called Half-Life Alex. And it's sort of like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, got a, it's got a super name. This is from the original yeah. Half-Life from the late this 90s. Is like, this is a, a yeah, this is a sequel. Okay. This is like the, the, the latest major Half-Life game is in VR. And it's incredible because you have to sort of like reload your gun by like using your hands in a certain way and like cocking oh God, the gun so cool. and it's so cool but then there's all these like zombies and like sort of crab-like monsters that jump out at you and it just feels real because it's in 3d because you have a different image in each eye so you get a natural 3d effect will and is so it... excited by all of this <laughs> i can see it like i literally I, i've done like, when is will coming because we must arrange a couple of days <laughs> i've done vr once i did it at like a place called Otherworld. And you go into these little booths that are air conditioned, and I, I could not believe it. Like anyone who's vaguely interested in games should absolutely pay the money and do it. It's unbelievable. Sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave. I got so distracted. No, no, so I was just looking off wistfully I... into the distance. No, you <laughs> were actually doing an intense death scare there into the camera. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah when will comes over he will experience nearly getting killed by lots of terrifying monsters and it is actually quite scary and so like the, you have to particularly if you're starting off you probably want to do slightly more relaxing experiences in vr but i think to introduce it to my mother i have this one which is like a gentle kind of exploration under the sea or whatever and like a whale comes and swims by it's supposed to be kind of amazing at the end of it she was like whale didn't even attack me so some people are disappointed about it's not more action-packed but so if you're if you're doing the or your mom has always been a big into whaling though hasn't she (laughs) it's always been her versus whales in many respects Uh, so so do you think though that all video games have to have a sense of like they're all going to be dangerous or violent to have any genuine sense of like, would it be hard to have a VR experience that was just very pleasant, like being in a meadow or... That kind of like, March of the Penguins version of a... Yeah, of a... like, does that have any... Are real gamers interested in anything like that, or should they just be used in, like... Like, I know you can get a massage in a place where they give you a VR headset to, oh, to see a meadow or, a, you know, a mountain scene. But, I mean, for, for a gamer, I, I mean, assume there has to be wow. a sense of danger. I think I'd be freaked out about who was massaging my back in the meadow if someone did that to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, at least if I'm in a massage parlor, I know there's someone giving a massage. If I thought I was in a, a virtual meadow. Well, I have to say, massage parlor is a creepy way to say, to, <laughs> to say a spa. Mas- massa- massage parlor. There's not that many parlors these days, so I like to give the massage parlor its Ice cream and massage. That's the only yeah. two things. Only there's, a, there's a huge category of video games that is that are sports games, and I suppose they're not necessarily dangerous, yeah. but that's a separate... I suppose so there's and a competitive right. element, though. You're not, yeah. It's not just like... I mean, is there much of a market for, like, walk, just just nice there video is. games? There is, and, there's, and there's, they're sometimes kind of derisively called walking simulators, but I actually think that's kind of unfair. <laughs> there's often games that don't involve any action or violence but it's just you exploring a place Mm. so if you ever get an opportunity to play a game called gone home it's just a really good it's slightly creepy or like it's sort of supposed to be a little bit scary just in terms of atmosphere but it's really just a game about like exploring your family home where you don't know why everyone's gone and it's just a really kind of nice gentle Mm. sort of game it's just really interesting and it kind of pulls you in and another one that i would recommend if everyone gets a chance to play it is called journey which is just like Uh, It's almost really hard to describe, but you're playing this sort of character that's walking through the desert trying to get to the top of a mountain. You don't really know why. And it's just kind of this ethereal, kind of beautiful experience. And it really goes to some interesting places. But there's, again, there's no, like, really difficult challenges. There's no action. There's no fighting. It's just kind of nice. Are they kind of like mist? 
God, Mist. That was yeah. That, there's a Mist blast in the past. Was, I don't know. Mist was like the hardest. It was the most game frustrating ever. game ever. Again, it was kind yeah. of like you had to find clues and things. I literally, and I mean this genuinely, I literally never solved a single clue. A single Basically, I'd I think play I it for one. twenty minutes, yeah. and then I'd ask my brother, and he'd say, "Oh yeah, you have to go to the library and open the barrel mm. and do that." I say, "Oh great," I, then I do that instantly stuck at the next stage but it was very and that was quite an old game but it was very atmospheric was it was it was yeah. very atmospheric and it was very realistic looking and mm. for, for an early video game yeah it was a game that i was originally i think um for pc but it was on the xbox it was called morrowind uh, mm. it's one of the elder scrolls games and good. on the xbox oh yeah laugh it up on you i said <laughs> elder scrolls yeah yeah obviously yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Dave was like, yeah, yeah, Morrowind, I know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah obviously. Um, prequel to Oblivion, yeah, fine. Um, it's, it is getting a bit like one of the scenes in Game of Thrones when you're like, why do they leave this in? <laughs> yeah. they They're just Skyrim. saying a load of words that mean nothing. Like Skyrim, it's in the earlier Skyrim ones. It's like when you're halfway through the fourth yeah. Song of Ice and Fire book and you're like, what? Oh, yeah. What a feast for crows, and it's like, how many moots can you have? You can't just keep having moots, man. Skyrim oh, sounds like an entry on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> what would define it, please? Yes, please? I'd rather not. I'd rather not. <laughs> uh, it's just a very acrobatic sex act. Um, the uh, anyway, the point of this, <laughs> which was that in the actual uh, game, like pack, you got the CD. Or whatever it was, you put into the Xbox. You also got a physical map. Map, yeah. And I used to sit playing on Morrowind, looking at a physical map yeah. of the map I was playing on to try. It was so good. That's great. I remember having so a map cool. for a game, but I don't know what it was. The other, the game I played an awful lot, as well as um, Championship <laughs> was it Manager for Worms or something. Was, no, it was no, it was a game. It was around the Half Life time. It was called Deus Ex. And oh, Deus Ex was, was amazing. An amazing yeah. game, and I absolutely loved it. But again, I played it on a computer, and I was like, and I was really good at that. And that's why it always annoyed me when I was so bad at every other game, because I was like, no, but I'm really good at this with my mouse and keyboard. And like, that is like, I have a girlfriend, she just lives in England, and I met her on holidays. And you won't know who she is. She goes she to a different exists. school. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely Two exists. Exactly. But I remember then, and I think this is very unreasonable, but you know, as. There were a couple of times in the game where you could make choices and it would affect how the storyline went. So there were obviously different branches. But then I sort yeah. of got to the stage where I was like, well, why do I have to do any of this? Why can't I do my own thing? You know, why can't I run? And what I want to know, Dave, and Will, is, yes. like, will we get to a point where within a game like that, where they're clearly, like, where they have to build levels and build cities and build structures, is it possible to have so much more decision making and autonomy over what you can do like does that exist or yeah that's really interesting so because there's it's something that people talk about as a thing that will eventually come like occasionally they describe it as like narrative lego or something yeah. that you could sort of have the player almost make their own story and it never really existed but i actually played a game last year in late 2021 which is kind of the first game that i've ever seen do it quite well uh, and it was called, I think it's called Wildermyth or something. Feel free to laugh now, Anya. Stupid name. Sorry. Go, go ahead. <laughs> that was actually my nickname in high school. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of amazing. So it's a, a little bit like a sort of, you know, fantasy role-playing game. But you create these characters and using very clever pieces of writing that, you know, the, the writers of the game have done with what they call like procedural generation. So it sort of makes up computer generated bits of map and story and it works it together in a way that's really convincing it's like you're making choices and the Ooh. characters are really changing based entirely on what you're doing rather than based on what a video game designer did and it's really that's like it's a trick cool. but it's a really good trick yeah. and i feel like in five or ten years we'll be so much better at that and you'll be able to live your dreams of you know taking a boring desk job in deus ex rather than going <laughs> yeah, around exactly. shooting people and breaking into <laughs> cia headquarters not to not to t- not to kill the mood but do you think that video games have a problem with women yeah <laughs> And video gamers. Yes, I do. I do. Or, and has it changed? I do. I do think so. I think like there was, the, it used to be worse. Like the problem with video games in the nineties was just the like Lara Croft problem, and it was always strong female characters, meaning shoot lots of things and wear 
impractical clothing for their various adventures. But now it's a much like much more structural problem in some ways. The overwhelming majority of people who make video games are men. Still very large portion of the audience, particularly for more what people call hardcore games, like more traditionally gamer games, are men. And so that led some really toxic aspects of the culture. Like there was a, a thing like Gamergate, as it was known, which was just like really horrible backlash yeah. against a lot of female games journalists for really like deeply stupid reasons. And kind of that movement almost underlies some of the kind of QAnon online <laughs> craziness that you see now. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's like any kind of activity or industry, there'll be a, a, a you know, solid bed of assholes somewhere in it. But, yeah, the video game industry has a, a real problem with that. And because companies feel like they have to cater to those people, maybe they get much more influence over it than they should. And because it, it's just a huge industry, like so many people play games in various forms, you don't have to um, make games for those people. But a lot of games still seem like they're semi geared towards a really toxic component. Why, why do you think men are drawn to video games? Or maybe why do you think women don't play them. I mean, it's very common that a man, like a man in their forties or fifties, could have a PlayStation. Like, but I, I would rarely, you'd rarely discover that a woman did. Like, why do you think that is? Isn't it just marketing? Isn't it just that the way we market mm. things to men and women is different, and that it's like, oh, we have to like the way men spend their time is by doing things and challenges and women can talk and and eat and drink at at the like you know like isn't mm. it yeah like, it's this thing that we talk about it like it's a thing that men naturally want to go to and to binarize it women naturally go to but is it that or is it the way it's been marketed to people yeah i mean well it's, it's it's a big version of like the fact that a yorkie bar is not for girls isn't it in a way like yeah. it's that whole which which was still an ad a few years ago i feel like you know and yeah, i don't yeah, know yeah. because i feel like i feel like you get some and i don't even know look i'm not coming from a place of expertise here but i feel like you, you'll hear stats every now and then you'll be like oh you know 53 percent of video gamers are women over the age of 35 but that's all like mobile phone based games isn't it like that's all the games that you're yeah, playing on largely. your phone as opposed to like yeah you're you're you're... Because they're marketed more at women, right? Yeah, like and I, I, like... I think it's easier to get into the those sort of, you know, hardcore sort of games and using the controller and all those things are much easier to get to terms with when you're a little bit younger. And, you know, I think we're still at the yeah. point where, you know, when we were young, boys were pushed toward various computer decky things and girls weren't. And like, so my nieces uh, now are like treat technology and video games and all other aspects of it just like in a second nature way that uh you know a lot of us yeah. didn't when we were young and i think they are going to be much they are much more into video games than um any sort of girls were in our generation i think and they'll probably stay that way and i think the marketing will follow to adapt to that once yeah that i generation think it's grows interesting up a little bit. because i don't like i don't know what the what sort of teenagers are playing but like like i teach girls and i teach you know girls at the upper end of primary school so like 11 12 but all the way through primary school it's you th there's a game called among us which they're all mad about which i don't know That's anything so about oh, and then there's uh, uh, terrifying unbelievable and, great game. and then minecraft is the other one that you hear all the time from mm -hmm. kids of all age which seems like quite a cool game to and, and seems Brilliant. like you know but but oh, it's fantastic but i don't know whether this is um but whether, yeah, whether there is a stage then at 11, 12, 13, 14, where boys then suddenly shift into playing the the Call of Duty type games mm. and, I don't know, do we stay on Minecraft and not move into... So I don't know, but... And, I mean, this is a very 1990s Joe Duffy question, but do, do you think there's something wrong with people wanting to, you know, commit these horrific acts of violence uh, in fantasy worlds, maybe for eight or nine hours a day? Like, do you think there's any link with anything else or is it in and of itself bad uh like will when you were talking about having that kind of addiction to it like did you feel that it impacted on your life negatively i don't know man like i think it's i i think it's interesting that video i, I understand why video games get spoken about more i think a, a lot of it is to do with the the moral panic after um columbine which was uh, you know which sparked a lot of it and I think it, there is, 
And it's more interactive, right? A video game is more interactive than just watching an action film where lots of people die. But all of our films, like action films, have, have death in them. And I sort of think I can only really base it on my own experience. And the thing, I, I never got desensitized to violence by playing video games. What I did do was get very angry about minor things in the video game. Like when I lost, when I lost a level, when I played Big Team Battle on Halo, like threw the controller down and was like, fuck sake, And I think that part of it is actually, was more damaging mm. for me as like a, a boy learning how to uh, emote and deal with the world and deal with like, <laughs> I don't know, a minor adversity of not getting what I wanted in a goddamn video game. And I was like, well, better convert this into anger. Cause that was, it was a toxic culture that I think is more problematic than actually the violence depicted in the game. Because it very much feels to me or always like I'm playing a game. It doesn't feel like it's a, a well, Wait real... till you go over to Dave's house with his VR headset. I cannot wait. <laughs> Yeah, I'm always suspicious of sort of moral panics because, you know, if you don't have video games, it's violent films. And if you don't have violent films, it's pulp novels. Like, there's always some cultural form that's going to attract the blame for, like, bad things that people are doing. And I don't think there's anything, yeah, like, per se pathological in, um, you know, enjoying violent activities in video games. But more generally, just in the culture, we are kind of seeped in just lots of violent things. And that's quite weird. <laughs> you see, I, I do think, actually, in terms of kids on on video games and things like that, I think that the main problem is that just they're on screens too much of, of one kind or another. It's not the video games themselves. It's that kids are going home from school. And first of all, in school, they're probably on screens a bit, but they're going home from school and then they're mm. permanently on screens, whether it's social media, whether it's games, whether it's whatever. And I actually asked a PE teacher recently, I said, is it just me or are kids really bad at catching? Were kids always this bad? And she said, absolutely not. In the last 10, 12 years, there has been a massive fall off in kids coordination in terms of throwing a ball, catching a ball, kicking a ball, stuff like that. She said when she was teaching on Zoom last year, she uh, asked the kids. She threw a load of balls at the screen and no one <laughs> yeah. caught them. Yeah. No, she asked the kids to, to for the next lesson to, to bring a ball of some kind. She said, any ball that you have in your house. It can be a tennis ball, a football, whatever you want. And several kids were like, I don't have a ball in my house. Genuinely, the other day, I nearly tripped over a baseball in my kitchen. I have never played baseball. I don't know where the baseball came from, but it's there. There's an American football, there's a basketball, there's a tennis ball, there's like, and, and... Dave, do you have a ball in your house? Uh, I'm sure at least I'm sure at least one. I've a ball right here. A ball and chain. Lads, cool, cool. <laughs> on a jollier note, uh, if you could invent a video game just for you, what would it be? And it's perfectly developed by a team of incredible engineers. Wow. What, what, what do you want to play? God, that's a great question. I like. I kind of wish that Michael were here because I just would love to hear his answer to this. It would probably be like a game where you get to be a wolf cheese guys and, and it's the really... cheese is it's like the cheese is growing and you're a big mouse and i don't know why he's always from god it's here. uncanny yeah. it's, like, it's like he's here um, <laughs> but much as i would love to hear michael's insane answer um yeah i actually think i would like a, a virtual reality game where because again they can be so immersive where you are actually like surviving in the woods or something but like it felt really because i've always wanted to like Really, can't be... do that though, Dave. It's called. Yeah, no, except Cook. except when there'd be serious risk to my life in the event that I was actually seriously like almost starving in a wood. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I'd I'd like to do that within the, the safety and comfort. Yeah, Dave, of you could reality. also go and shoot people. Why don't you do that? <laughs> it's, it's, a it's a bad argument, on you. It's a dangerous road to go down. <laughs> See, you're talking like you're up the Dublin Mountains simulator. Yeah, let's do that. Let's get, let's get a that team is of a very different designers. simulator. The Wicklow Way Tycoon. <laughs> to do, like, Johnny Fox's pub the game. And we'll <laughs> have a lovely pint. <laughs> I think I would just... I, I would not invent a game. I would just uh, like the technology where you wear, like, a reverse headset. So you, you play, like, Grand Theft Auto or Halo or whatever but you get to map the area you live in onto the game and it will seamlessly put wherever you walk around, you'll be like, right, I'm going to map my, my home. And you walk around, look at everything, and then it'll put that into the game. And then you could do it like 
put your mates in the game by scanning their bodies and stuff and then you just you know get to hang out with your would, mates would, and steal would, cars would, would and... again you can do that in yeah. real life it's called friends would that not be an issue though how where, where do the mates come from as a gamer yeah that yeah, that's it. Okay, I see. I see just your point, but I wills. consider just mates to be thirty wills. Yeah, my reflection. Yeah, and then also the barista. I see most days yeah. where I get my coffee. The people in the cafe. I someone asked me to watch their stuff the other day. Yes, I stole the stuff, but I think we're friends. <laughs> I like the idea of someone asking you to watch their laptop, and you're like, "Yes, if I can scan you into my virtual world." <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, you're okay, mate. <laughs> Onya, have you got a game? And the game that I'd like to play, uh, off the top of my head, I want to play Virtual Reality Hairdresser. Oh. Oh. I, that's I, I, think that, I think that would be so fun. I think it would be so fun to have this other job and to just be like doing crazy stuff with people's hair. Mm. But Onya, you could just do that in real life. <laughs> that's true. I could just become an apprentice <laughs> somewhere. Uh, I think they call them hair apprentices. Uh, so before we move to the vote, if you have to be trapped in a video game forever, what are you picking? That's such a horrifying question. I know. So horrifying. They're almost all question. dystopian wastelands where, you know, there's yeah. zombies. Or... Maybe that pigeon dating one. The pigeon dating sim. I mean, just take my life, Will. <laughs> By um, take my life, do you mean? What do you mean? I, I just mean if you if you sub in to my pigeon dating simulator life, you oh, have virtual reality and be dating a pigeon. This is perfect. I <laughs> thought you said I would take my life. I, I thought it got really dark. <laughs> it got really horrifying. No, I was inviting you. I was inviting you just to swap places. No, fine, fine, yeah, don't. Surely The Sims is the obvious choice. Onya, The Sims would be a horrifying choice because the Sims be horrifying. You'd there'd just be someone like you manipulating me and. As Will says, taking the stairs out of the pool and... I never did that with my Sims. Yeah. My Sims were always looked Were they happy? And the the Tchaikovsky love <laughs> music was always playing, was it? What, what was it they did? Woohoo. For the no, but when they kissed, it was it was from Tchaikovsky. This is because obviously this is the this is what I thought about the video game. It was from Tchaikovsky's Romeo and Juliet overture. You know, do, that do, is. Do, 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 do. I wow. can't believe you have that trivia to have. An obscure. And, and I also can't further believe that you definitely didn't Google it. Like you just knew that you. you that, that is. Can any of you um, talk like a sim? <laughs> that is Swedish and you know it. <laughs> uh, well guys do you want to move towards your vote yeah sure. yeah. I think we probably should we've been talking for well I've been mm. talking for far too long will we Will we give our guest the first word or the last word I think the last word okay. I think Dave gets to headline headline act it right you go first Will I, I'll be honest I came on here I was going to vote them down because of how heavily addicted I was to them. But Dave Dave really talked me around when he spoke about, like... And I think there's a lot of toxicity about the culture around video games. And I don't like that. And I think it's gross and it's a huge problem. But the idea that, like, Candy Crush is a video game. Uh, Miniclip.com that I played a lot in school instead of doing my IT homework and, indeed, classwork. That, that's all video games. And I think there is something for everyone. And like Minecraft, oh my god, Minecraft is a relatively non-violent game. You get attacked sometimes by by uh, demons in the night and stuff, but you just get to build and like have a little farm and and grow your grow your pigs and your wheat. I once got a train from Edinburgh to Cornwall, and the whole way just played Minecraft, and it was glorious. So I think they're an amazing waste of time, and uh, again, what's happening is I'm. I'm voting whether our guest is a legitimate like, and I think Dave is great. And the way he spoke about everything, I really liked. So I, I've been convinced by Dave that gaming, video games are a legitimate like. So yeah, Hooray. I'm on board. Okay, I think, Will, you're really just making sure that Dave invites you over. You know, you just don't want to lose yeah. that potential. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't... They're not a part of my life at all, other than, I guess, playing chess on my phone, which I do. I always enjoyed the old uh, sort of um, brick-type games where you just had the paddle and had to hit the ball off the various things, you know? Nice nice little simple one. Um, one thing, I mean, we didn't really bring up... Or maybe, I don't know, I didn't bring up... I talked about kids being on screens too much, which I, does think, I do think kids being on screens takes them away from both outdoor stuff. Like, I don't necessarily just mean sport, but outdoor stuff and 
books and things like that, which I think is a negative. I mean, adults, I'm kind of like... well-known outdoor activity of books. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can read a book outdoors. Um, That's true. But, um, yeah, like, adults, I guess I don't care too much. I don't, I don't know about the whole impact on... Or the... the when people say like they're the cause of violence and things like that. I don't know about that. I don't know about I don't know about anything is actually what I'm discovering here. <laughs> I have no idea. Not like much about I have absolutely Not no much idea. But I'm going to get a give a vote anyway. Um I don't know. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna basically leave it up to our guest. I'm gonna vote them down. Whoa. I'm gonna say they're not a legitimate like and Dave it's over to you and who oh knows gosh. what way he'll go. <laughs> I know. It's the... never been less tense. The, the power. And, and yeah, maybe I've talked myself out of this. No, um, <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed um, talking to you guys about it. And I think that, yeah, we'll, we'll put it very well. There's some really bad elements of the culture. I put it well by saying I think you're right. I agree. I agree with Will agreeing with me. <laughs> but no, that there, are, there is some really bad elements and that some of the culture is really toxic. But there are also really bad elements of the culture around different you know uh, art forms and you know film and so on you can make shitty films that are terrible and you can make good ones and really it's about a a medium and i think that yeah they're also can be quite meditative and quite relaxing and it can help you turn your brain off and so there's a lot of good to be said about them and so i think that if people are skeptical they could consider just trying some gentle relaxing video games no violence and if people want to go for the crazy addiction level halo that will had you can do that too so i'd say definitely yeah. legitimate like for that reason okay wow. pew, pew, pew. we one. did it it's, a, it's official yeah, maybe onya the nerds win dave you can guide all the onya and myself towards a, a sort of whale hairdressing game can you yeah you know? i can i certainly can the, all the best dave, whale hair just as your as your last word is there a game for mobile that you would suggest that listeners uh give a go to oh yeah crucially so, that won't distract them while they're listening to the podcast too much oh. That's a good like what's point. What's an accessible game? Keep keep podcasts in your in your life. So I would actually recommend one I really enjoyed recently. It's called Overboard, I think, possibly with an exclamation mark. Overboard exclamation mark, and it is um, it's available on iPhone. It might be available on Android as well. And basically, it is a game where it's mostly making sort of choices in dialogue but you are a woman who has just murdered her husband by pushing him over the side of a boat and you have to get away with it and when you fail to get away with it it's quite hard you go back to the beginning of the day having learned various things about where people on the boat will be and who suspects you of what and then you try again to get away with it and it's really simple it's all just kind of meeting people and talking to them and it's just great fun it's and the the writing is quite funny it's like source code the game I've never seen Source Code, but oh. probably. Yeah. What's the name of it? <laughs> Overboard. Overboard. And it's five ninety nine in the App Store, if anyone's interested. Dave, do you ever think when you're... Uh, do you ever think, A, that we might be living in a simulation? And then do you ever think that when you're playing a shooting game? And then do you think that when you shoot the person, like, you've just ended someone's actual life? Do you ever think that? Yeah, a little bit. I always, I, mm. I often think about the fates of the the video game characters' lives. Like, where did they come from? Particularly when you've gone down like hundreds and hundreds of, you know, henchmen. I think about this watching James yeah, Bond yeah. though too. I'm like, you know, didn't they have families? And also, where do you get that many henchmen who are willing to blindly yeah, yeah. and suicidally run toward the gun-toting guy who's like mowed down all their friends? Mm. Like, where do those people come yeah. from? So yeah, no, I, I think I actually think about that quite a bit. And I don't think we're living in a simulation, but I also don't think you could credibly answer that question. And actually, what I dislike most when people like Elon Musk say it's really likely, you have no, you have no idea, you have no basis for even making that judgment, Elon Musk. So anyway, I have strong feelings. He's calling you out, Musk. <laughs> oh, I can't <laughs> wait bring for it, Musk bring it, Elon. Yeah, you Musk rat. Yeah. Anya, which way would you have voted? Did we go? Did we get to that? Uh, I would have said they're a legitimate addiction, but not a legitimate like. Ooh. Yeah, but you're a woman, nice. so <laughs> what would I know? What would you know about it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for coming to the podcast. Will you come back? I certainly will. Anytime. Yeah. Do you think you've, uh, in terms of like percentage completion of the podcast, how far do you think you are through this game? I feel we've it's a solid kind of opening act. I've done this tutorial. I've fought a few enemies, but there's lots there's lots to go. Lots of places I could I could die in future. I may have less luck with my next attempt to persuade you all of a legitimate like. So I'm excited. But 
Amazing. Well, we'd love to have you back. Uh, if you're listening to this and you want a recommendation for a game to play, the best game is to click on your podcast app and go in and rate this podcast five stars. If you do that, you get an achievement, which is a place in my heart forever. Uh, we'd love it if you could share it with your friends and get in touch with us and tell us what we should talk about next, because we do listen. Um, Anya, thank you very much for producing, as always. You're very welcome. A great. Hugh, thank you for being here. Have you had a nice time? Thanks, Will. I've had a great time. Hope the toe is okay. The toe is okay. Unfortunately, there's only a couple of toe updates left, so I, I will keep everyone informed. But until next time, it's goodbye from Anya. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Dave. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Hugh. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Dave's <laughs> from Dave's wood pigeon wife. Ooh, ooh. And it's goodbye from me. Farewell. Bye. 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 Game over. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.